When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You are listening to Claret and Blue, an Aston Villa podcast brought to you by Birmingham Live. Hello, welcome back to the Claret and Blue podcast. This is episode 56, I believe. We're not live for the first time for a while and we're back together in person. Matt, how are you? I'm all right, yeah. 56, that's quite a, quite an innings, isn't it? That? Yeah, it's, to, it's to get quite, to 56, not out. I can't believe people are still watching. I know, yeah. <laughs> but we're very thankful you are. Please don't leave. <laughs> the new season is upon us. Villa have played their first competitive game. They've won their first competitive game. More to come, hopefully. Unbeaten season, here we come. Yeah, it's kind of <laughs> the, the joyous feeling of Villa winning. We became quite used to it, didn't we, for about a week and a half at the end of yeah. uh, end of last season, which feels like last week. Um, yeah, back in business, a little bit frustrated that... Well, again, I find a negative in most things, but a little bit frustrated that Villa's Premier League season is delayed. Yeah. Uh, I think that might be a good thing, though. Yeah, well, I suppose in terms of recruitment, which I'm sure we'll touch upon in a bit, um, it, it could be a good thing. I just think, you know, it's it's like Christmas Eve feeling, isn't it? The eve of a new season. Yeah. You're not getting it because Villa don't kick off properly until a couple of weeks after everybody else. And Monday and, as well. Yeah, and you're not getting it because we're not allowed back. So, but... <laughs> Listen, who, who am I to, to start being <laughs> kind of, you know, a doom monger at the time when Jack Grealish has signed a, a new contract? Yes. Villa have start, started being active in the transfer market. You know, the Wembley dream is on <laughs> uh, after beating Burton. Uh, so Villa, wasn't it, after kind of, uh, what was it? 64 seconds, seconds or something. I did a post on social media saying, sign Matty Cash, beat Arsenal in a friendly. Sign Ollie Watkins, beat Man United in a friendly. Jack Grealish signs a five-year deal. Oh, Burton 1-0 up after 60 <laughs> seconds. Classic Villa. But yeah, we did the job in the end and that's all that matters, doesn't it? Yeah. I You've got to have a bit of classic Villa in there, haven't you? You can't get too oh, carried away. Yeah, it's no fun anyway. There's no sense of jeopardy <laughs> along the way, you know. I could imagine people kind of laying the bedsheets out and stenciling the Smith out. I saw your um, tweet. You know, I only saw the top half of it saying Smith out and then at the bottom it was like, uh, only joking. I was like, oh my God, I thought for a second you were actually gone for it. Well, yeah, you better be careful. Villa, Villa's, uh, Villa's boss probably only saw the top half of it as well, so they'll probably be coming for me. Um, but no, it was said in jest. Um, I, won't, I know you've got I'm glancing over your laptop and you've got a card of running order did you want yeah. to talk about that game first well, of all yeah let's let's just let's go for a, yeah let's go for a few things obviously we're back in person which is, is always nice it's good sound quality at last I'm such a nerd for this kind of thing on the table we've got a, a print here that is going to be a competition later in the episode I don't know why I've left it on the table because the, the audience probably can't even see it I'll hold it up for a sec this is a competition prize that will be given away later stay tuned for that it's a nice print, isn't it's it? It's looking good, actually. Yeah, I was going to ask about it. Um, I thought it was a gift that you bought me because I hadn't seen you for so long. But <laughs> yeah. I think because I, I reneged on my promise of bringing you... Is it croissants? Have I pronounced that right? I say croissants because... Yeah, well, I'll say croissants. Croissants, <laughs> I think it is. Yeah, because I was going to bring you them and I ran out of time and I didn't. I thought, you know, in return you were giving me that splendid picture. But uh, you're not. Uh, it's and not I'm sure. not giving you any pastries. So what, what's the deal with it then? Tell, we'll, tell we'll, us. we'll come to that later. Okay. You said to me last night, when we're, when we're planning the podcast, you said, what do I need to bring? And I said, I'll bring the podcast notes, you bring the pastries. 
kind of as a joke, but yeah. I thought, oh, maybe, maybe you might. And he turns up with a carrot cake bar anyway. Yeah, you could probably see, you, know, you could probably see that me, me moves are back <laughs> from lockdown. So I'm back on the fibre one, 90 calorie carrot cake bar for my breakfast. Oh, the carrot cake bars are available. So the running order of the show is, we've got a bit of a structure. We're going to talk about Burton Albion. We're going to talk a bit about Jack Grealish's new contract. Obviously, we did an episode yesterday, but that was predominantly James Rushton rabbiting on. So yeah. we're going to talk about that a little bit. We're also going to do our predictions for the Premier League table, including yeah. obviously where Villa will be. And a couple of other bits I've thrown in there. Top Villa goal scorer and top goal scorer in the league. But I've thrown, the, I've thrown you there yeah. a little bit. Um, we're also going to look at Aston Villa's best eleven their strongest lineup that I can put yes. out and then we're going to look at the transfers uh, the transfer rumours and what Villa are missing in the rest of their squad now busy schedule eh? there's also a little plug for the fantasy Premier League and the competition so yeah. there's a lot going on so we'll rattle through it have you factored any time for my crap jokes and my really really forced analogies or well, I just thought they'd come naturally so, I'd oh, like, okay. so you can't write them down can you you can't no, script let's, them let's see you can't let's see what them. comes out um, Burton Albion how do you rate that game out of 10? I don't know, six, I suppose. It was kind of standard, wasn't it? it was First boring. half was boring. <laughs> it was pretty boring, to be honest. That, um, to be fair, the whole, when you were just saying earlier about um, the first week of the season and missing that kind of start of the season buzz that first round of fixtures because we didn't play felt like the last round of pre-season for everyone yeah. and then the, this competitive fixture against Burton Albion felt like the last pre-season yeah. friendly. So not much to get excited about until the last... The second half, pretty yeah. much. The first half was very, very dull. Um, yeah. But a lot of that side, well, probably 50% of that side, are bench players this year, aren't they? I thought you went quite strong, though, didn't they? Really? Yeah. I know there were, you know, in areas, I know that the, the, um, Matty Cash didn't play and John McGinn wasn't involved. And, but for Grealish, who's not really had a rest. Um, well, yeah, he played for England. Oh, yeah, because the beginning, yeah. Douglas Ruiz missed out because of internationals, yeah. but then Grealish played for England yeah. for five minutes um, and did play. You know, it was important that he played because he, you know, he clearly made the difference. Um, but, yeah, it, it was just a professional job in the end, wasn't it? We feared the worst after, yeah. after the first minute and a bit. Um, but I thought, you know, the, the players who have got the quality, you know, who we know are going to be starters, I thought, there was, you know, there were really some really encouraging signs of of Grealish and Watkins yes um, yeah. the fact that that could be you know a partnership of sorts uh, albeit with Neil Taylor involved um, as well <laughs> it's no look cross <laughs> it just, it's, it's just good it's good to have a centre forward who wants to do his business in the box yeah to be honest and I, I think I, I don't think Wesley at least maybe Villa Villa now they've got that foothold in the Premier League can try and be a little bit more adventurous this season. We don't know. It's easier to be advent- more adventurous against Burton yeah. than it is against any of the Premier League opponents. But I think knowing that Jack Grealish, knowing that if he can get to that byline and he can deliver balls in, there is actually going to be somebody who's going to be attacking that space. Yeah. I think he's going to be a big thing. Um, I'm not sure Wesley ever had that kind of joy because a lot of the time he was doing his work 30 yards outside the penalty area. Yeah. Uh, and, and no then, support out wide either. Yeah. So, I thought it was a good in that sense. My, my highlight was, I think Smith summed it up well, didn't he, about the, the um, Jack Grealish's pass for, for the opening goal that just absolutely bamboozled <laughs> Neil Taylor. I think I tweeted last night that it was kind of, you know, it was, uh, it was peak, peak Jack Grealish and peak Neil Taylor. Yeah. That, that ball, you know, he kind of, he just... It just it just reappeared, didn't it? You know, know. Neil Taylor was like, "What kind of magic is going on here?" You know, like when you see those freestyler videos and they're doing keep ups and they put it under their jumper, yeah. and the guy's like, "Where's the ball gone?" Yeah. And they release it. It was a bit like that. And Neil Taylor's looking for the oh, there, there it is. But it was such a delightful ball. Neil Taylor um, assist. 
Yeah, nice. exactly. I thought he, I thought he, he <laughs> adventurous. I thought he did okay. You know, he's he's, he's going to be no more than a squad part player again. Is he? Is he Neil Taylor likes of Henry Lansbury as well? What happened with Matt Target? Was he was he on the bench? Is he oh, injured? You, well, you always do this, don't I you? Know. I didn't even look at the bench. To I, be honest, I, I, the ones who came on. I don't think he was. But yeah, it, it was it was a, a standard performance. I thought um, I thought it was nice for for Keenan Davies to come on. And get the yeah, goal. Yeah. Um, he likes scoring against Burton, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, like I say, it was an obligatory goal for, for Keenan Davis against Burton. He was not on the bench, um, Matt Target. Phew. Um, but yeah, I don't, does he need a great deal more? Not really. I don't really want it. I didn't want to talk about the game specifically, the, the 90 minutes. Um, it's more so the, the players that we saw. Do you think there's any importance in that Davis came off the bench instead of Samata? In terms of that, that's the one we'll be keeping around, or is it. It's not really worked like that. I don't know. He's, he's Dean Smith going to show his hand for the season in a you know I'll, a very early Carabao Cup game. Me and James said, well, I said to James, I, I wonder whether if we don't see anyone in this squad, that means they're on the verge of a move. And with all the talk of some, I might be going to somewhere. I thought, I thought, oh, maybe he won't even be on the bench. But yeah, he's not close to a move to Turkey or whatever. If he was in Burton Albion last night, I don't think you can read too much into it. I think you're probably reading more into it when Villa kick off against Sheffield United yeah. next week about who makes Dean Smith's Premier League squad. A because there'll be a couple more additions by then. Um, I think last night well, I don't know what the B was but that was the A I think last night was kind of the chance for Smith to kind of be a bit experimental because yeah. he has got players at different levels of fitness and, and, and rest and recuperation um, so I thought it was telling that, that, that McGinn wasn't involved he's obviously had international duty yeah. as well and kind of you know came back at the back end of last season from a serious injury Um it looks, it feels good, doesn't it? And I, I kind of want to embrace this this positivity. Yeah. For a while, uh, <laughs> before, half an hour before it comes crashing down. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think I think last night was just business job done. Yeah. Uh, I found probably more interesting than the game, the post match interviews. Go on. I, I liked. I seen one little clip from Dean Smith, and he was asked, like, "Oh, what do you think of the game?" And he's like, "Yeah, we were okay." Yeah, yeah, fair enough. That, I think that's he about it. Very matter of fact, and you know, there was—I can't remember which which interviewee, interviewer it was, sorry, or, or which reporter it was asking him the post-match questions for Sky. But they asked him about um, about Martinez, and uh, yeah. played it with the straightest ever bat. He's an Arsenal player. Kind of next question. Uh, I keep checking Twitter because obviously we usually do these live and can react to it. He announced on his Instagram last night, Martinez, that I'm leaving Arsenal. Thanks, Arsenal. An emotional five-minute video. See you later, everyone. But no announcement of where's next. Obviously, Villa looks... It's going to be Villa, isn't it? Um, yeah. We're going to record this podcast as if he's signed. So yeah. we're going to look very stupid if he doesn't sign yeah. when we come to our best 11 later when Martinez starts <laughs> for Villa. Um, so I'm keep checking whether he's signed. As of quarter to ten on Wednesday morning, he hasn't yet. Um, but he will. Yeah. Yes, so Dean Smith's post-match interview, like I said, everything was very played played with a, a straight bat. Uh, and there's a couple of people kind of on Twitter last night saying, because Jack Grealish did his interview and saying, yeah, you know, kind of, it's Villa, of course I wanted to stay. You know, there's a bit of uncertainty. It's 50-50 at a time because there's a lot of interest. And then cut to Dean Smith a minute and a half later, Dean Smith saying, you know, yeah, we're delighted. You know, he's such a talisman for us, but... There was no bids. Yeah. People saying, "Well, what's the truth?" Well, and I think the truth is that the truth. I think the truth is that there can be interest yeah. without it being bids. There yeah. can be kind of, 
you know, inquiries that are made through agents. There can be inquiries that are made with, with clubs without it actually, you know, plugging the fax machine in yeah. and uh, <laughs> preparing a bid and, and, and preparing a bid bid that way. I'm um, sure the, the the dossier of Man United's transfer targets had a, prof- a profile of Jack Grealish this summer to look at him, and there was interest. Yeah. But did they come to Villa and say here's fifty million? No. And that's why he's still here. I like the idea of this dossier. I think it's like a panini sticker book. See, I'm thinking and the ones it, that they want are the shinies. See, I was, I was thinking of it more like a police report. You know, there's like oh great like a cardboard envelope thing. So there's a really bad photo fit of Jack Grealish. Now there's like a photo, like a, a Polaroid with a paperclip at the yeah. top, and then it's got like lines of his name, his age, all these stats. Oh, I like and, that. And they flick through. I like that for yeah. a content idea. In future, I do like that. <laughs> you know, James Russian's doing these new, these kind of bespoke newsletters. Yeah, now. yeah, yeah. That's a quite a nice style. Yeah, the, layout, the transfer dossier. Yeah, maybe that like could be a, maybe that'll be this afternoon's transfer. I segment. like the way these evolve into planning meetings. I'm sure <laughs> I like it more than the, the listeners and the viewers. But oh yeah, and me who has to do the actual work. Talking to Jack Grealish, saying it, that this contract, obviously, like I said, we spoke about it in, in yesterday's episode or two days' episode when, whenever this comes out, um, and we're obviously delighted with it. What is the project that? Perslow, Sawiris, Edens, Dean Smith, what have they sold Jack Grealish to sign this deal? Probably made him the richest man in Birmingham. <laughs> I'd have thought. Um, I think that would be that, that would be the opening gambit. It's five years and we you know, everybody's like delighted it's five years. It's actually it was already signed up for, for three anyway. Yeah. So it's a two year bolt on on that. But five years, the kind of possibilities are endless, aren't they? Yeah. And I don't want to get get kind of carried away, you know. Is this you selling Jack Grealish again already? No, no, no. The, the opposite, in, in the actual opposite. In fact, in fact, I don't want to be the, the Tony Jar kind of will be bigger than Barcelona. Yeah. In five years, but be nice. These, but these owners are, are probably thinking that Villa should be challenging for Europe in five years. Yeah. Now, challenging for Europe and challenging for the top, you know, that, that top four places to get into the Champions League. Are t- two very different things, as kind yeah. of Wolves fans will probably tell you in recent years, but. I think they would have said that. They've said, you want to play in the Champions League. We want to play in the Champions League. Let's make an appointment 2025. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, and, and see what happens. Now, Christ, you know, Aston Villa to, to think... In the Champions League? Yeah. Ooh. To me, that's probably more of a kind of five-decade project yeah. rather than a five-year project. But they've got the, they've got the financial clout to back it up. Yeah. haven't they yeah, yeah. Um, you know they smashed the record transfer again to bring in a bring in a new striker um, you know these suggestions that like we said there's a new goalie coming in because Tom Heaton's not going to be fit enough to, to get involved just yet <clears throat> we, know, we know that they need to strengthen in terms of a centre forward which they've done we know they need to strengthen in terms of you know attacking width which it looks like they're, they're going to do with Traore um, no Dharma you know, not not a Dharma, no. Um, but you actually, I'm sure they've kind of said, you know, look at the signings that we're making. We don't want to just escape relegation on the last day of the season. Yeah. We want to be, and this will dovetail, or this will segue neatly into our predicted league tables in a bit. Yeah. But we want to be in that next pack at least this season. Yeah. And then who knows, you know... <laughs> Nostalgic me again. I feel like we need to make these segments black and white. When you yeah, talk about that's history. it. It's, but, but, but. <laughs> the world's changed, but O'Neill kind of got Villa to, to leap from 15th to 16th to 11th yeah. to 6th, didn't he? Yeah. Uh, big rich owners, and we know the landscape's a little bit trickier than that now because um, there's probably 
eight clubs, seven clubs who can realistically compete for the for the for the top four rather than back then when there were probably five. Yeah. Um, so I think it's that. I think it, <laughs> and I, I still didn't make it. Yeah, well, no. <laughs> but I think it, I think it's that, isn't it? What what can they promise him? Well, yeah, because yeah, can't, can't say we're going to build it. Well, they probably could. We're going to build a statue out, outside the ground. We're going <laughs> oh, to that'd be nice. just. Uh, well, you can't make any promises in football, can you? Because things change so quickly. Anyway, yeah. you can't just say, "Oh, well, we'll be in Europe in three years." Because yeah. you can't, you know, you can't do that. I um, I was telling you, wasn't I? Like that when Jack's volleyed in that, um, you know, what we thought was going to be the winner. Obviously, Kid of Davis has added another one. But when he volleyed that in last night, I texted his dad uh, saying, "Sign him up." <laughs> Messaged me back saying average player <laughs> <laughs> there's no danger you bring know, him people, back down to his roots people accuse Jack Grealish of being a bit big tar with a bit arrogant and stuff but the family the family setup that he's got there yeah. you know he's still kind of our Jack and he's still kind of got to know his place kind of thing which I think is brilliant yeah. you know, I think it's really really good influence for him I think he's his, he's, he's his own worst critic anyway he knows if he hasn't had a bad game he said he's hurt I've heard him say multiple times about previous seasons oh it's took me seven or eight games to get going you know I've not been good enough here I haven't scored enough goals he knows that he needs to contribute more at times and one game one goal yeah good start what impressed me as well obviously he was magic on the pitch again uh, the way oh, he's he very kind of, I know it's, it's Burton Alpin yeah, but he was but very good he just extricate himself through, through the tightest of spaces you yeah. know that one that one run that he got to the byline and I think it was the one he squared that, that Watkins hit the bar wasn't yeah. he thinking, how is he there's not even space to get there certainly not at that speed uh-huh. but his interview impressed me because I thought he was honest and I thought he was eloquent and even things like you know he said somebody the interview asked him about um, Ollie Watkins and he said now I know you'd expect me to say this because this is what people say anyway (laughs) but genuinely Ollie Watkins has been like a breath of fresh air his personality and it was just kind of almost the acknowledgement that he knows that people would, would accuse football of speaking in cliches, but yeah. he's trying to be as genuine and as honest and as open yeah. as he possibly could. And, you know, I think to the to the wider world, he's probably still seen as this preening kind of, you know, super, super quiffed, kind of easy tumbling <laughs> little shin pad. Um, I don't know, whatever whatever people want to want to think of him. Diving. But he's actually, he's actually a very measured kind of, He's a captain. Yeah. He's, a, he's, he's a he's a good bloke, you know. And he, I'm not excusing some of the misdemeanors that he's, <laughs> that he's done in the past. I'm genuinely not. But I think he's he, we want him to be synonymous with with what Aston Villa are about because yeah. a, a fellow I know, who, another Hales Owen lad, um, Alex Davis, big Villa fan, he tweeted last night about Jack Grealish how. And it's a bit cliche, but he's he's living the dreams of of all of us. Yeah, yeah. of all of us. You know, we want to be that person, don't we? Uh, I just want his hair, even if I didn't get the football ability. <laughs> but, yeah, so, you know, add this to... Uh, of those 56 episodes that we've done, add this to the other 53 Jack Grealish eul- yeah. eulogies, I think. There's nothing, uh, else, nothing else to say, is there, really? Well, there will be. We'll, we'll, we'll get some more mileage out of it in the future. <laughs> but, yeah, he's ours. So, bugger off, everybody else is here to stay. We'll go through our predicted Premier League table, then. I'll- I, I, you see these everywhere on podcasts and yeah. YouTube videos. People do the whole league table. Yeah. We're going to do the same, but we're not going to go into into depth of all all the other sides because don't care really. Just we're just I'm doing this so we can look back on it and laugh basically yeah. at our stupid <laughs> predictions at the end of the season. Um, so we're going to break down the Premier League tables uh, as, as we see it on the screen here. Yeah. Yours is on the right, mine's on the left. Um, we'll start with the top four. You go first. I think Liverpool, having waited thirty years to win the title, <laughs> I think. Uh, 
they're coming at, well I suppose the pressure was on them anyway because they were so good the year before they won the title that yeah. if they hadn't have maintained that then it would have been you know, been questions asked but I just think Man City will, will just kind of find a way to revert back to kind of you know becoming a machine we're looking at both of our tables side by side we've got the exact same top four in regards of teams we've just got yeah. two positions different I think Liverpool will win the title again for the yeah. second time I think it'll be a lot tighter between Liverpool and Man City than it was last year just because last year was yeah. silly with how far away Liverpool won it by um, yeah I know they were so it's a difficult task to retain the, the title yeah. more so than it is to win it for you know one season um, but yeah I think Liverpool will do it again and then after that Man City second for me Liverpool second for you and then we've both got Man United third and Chelsea fourth interesting yeah well I was going to say I mean this is an Aston Villa podcast so let's get Aston Villa properly involved let's talk about the, the <laughs> proper push for Champions League <laughs> <laughs> bottom three let's go straight to that first because we've got similar for two of the three yeah we've both got Fulham finishing bottom yeah, I was almost tempted to put West Brom bottom, but yeah. I thought I didn't want to be too anti. No, I think yeah. Fulham are going to do a Fulham. To yeah, be honest, I agree. Um, uh, I've got West Ham nineteenth and West Brom eighteenth. I think either are West Ham be... really that bad. Yes, are they? You've, you've got West Ham twelfth. Yeah, but I'm just thinking, are they that bad, or has this been blown up about the kind of? I think the the, the club is just too much of a miss, yeah. and that catches up with you eventually when the players aren't buying into the cause. Don't you think Moors will find a way though? I think I think if West, if West Ham escape relegation, it'll be seventeenth or sixteenth, yeah. not almost mid table that you've got them. Yeah, perhaps some, but but I don't like I said. I think that the place is in disarray, but I still think they've got a decent squad of players to compete. Yeah, like, you know, it's not great when your captain is kind of coming out and digging out the business <laughs> the club's doing. Uh, I get that, but again. I'm not massively asked where West Ham finish as long as, as long as they don't stay up at the expense of Aston Villa. I'm not really great for this segment, mate. I've I, done I, this. I, I know you've ruined my whole segment. <laughs> I, I thought we were going to go in, it, not in depth, but I thought you'd be a bit more interested. Yeah, I don't really give a crap about West Ham. I'm, you know. Okay, should we talk about the team that I've highlighted? Yeah, so, in so if anybody has come to this Claret and Blue podcast thinking it was a West Ham <laughs> podcast, by the way. To be fair, your optimism for West Ham is probably quite welcome oh, to most yeah, West Ham yeah, fans, so yeah. they're always welcome. Forever blowing bubble. Um, <laughs> we'll talk about the team I've highlighted in yellow, Aston Villa. I've gone 15th you've gone 14th that's got to be the aim hasn't it they've got to win an extra three games two games yeah, and it's, not, yeah it's not many and ideally win them before August or whenever <laughs> well, yeah, hopefully before whenever the, the season finished so you know I think I probably predicted the same for Villa last year I just think you know we've, we've, we've spoke about Grealish keeping Grealish is a massive deal you know if we can have a centre forward who contributes let's say 12 to 15 goals rather than, you know, the, the, the thing the six. I know Wesley did that in half a season, so I don't think it can be too harsh on him. But, you know, Villa's strike force probably contributed about eight or nine Premier League goals yeah. between them um, <clears throat> last season. So you've got really staying. You've got a striker who can score goals. We're hoping that they're, they're going to address the situation down the flank. So let's hope um, Bertram Traore can, can, can have an impact there. <sighs> It's the defence again, isn't it? You just, you know, we think hopefully Tyro Mings and 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 Konsa and obviously Matty Cash has arrived. It looks like Matt Target will be first choice at left back again. Hopefully those guys or the bulk of them who played last season will have a year's more experience yeah. in the bank. Um, hopefully they'll they'll shut out the opposition longer than sixty three seconds. Um, so all the ingredients are there for them to add those extra couple of wins that yeah. would propel them from 
um, 17th into 15th or 14th. <laughs> Ooh, um, steady on, propelling us to 15th. <laughs> nosebleed territory, isn't it? I know, yeah. Uh, I've, I've kind of put us there. I think you can, I know obviously numerically you can't divide the league into three segments of six, yeah. but you kind of can. You've got the big top six, the middle chunk of rubbish yeah. six, and then the rubbish, rubbish, rubbish yeah. bits at the bottom six. I've got us as the best of those six at the, at the bottom. Of, yeah. Clear of the, of the bottom three, clear of 17th and 16th, and then Villa. Yeah, and then I think anything between fifteenth and twelfth, anywhere there, would be a successful season for this year for Villa, and hopefully a, a half decent cup run. I think so. Yeah, I'd rather have something that's a fully decent cup run. Um, oh yeah, to be honest, win a trophy would be lovely. It would be lovely. Although we won't even get to go, would we? Probably still, maybe not. Hopefully, but maybe not. Imagine winning the FA Cup and you can't even go. Yeah, I'm trying to sort out like, the data code registrations for our press passes at the moment, so I'll, I'll ask that question. Yeah, just in case. <laughs> yeah, if you know, if we feel get to a cup final again, can we have um, 45,000 press passes <laughs> on behalf of Birmingham Live and Claret and Blue? Well, we're looking to get a couple, never mind, mind 45,000. <laughs> we want to see some signs of progress, um, but I think staying up is, oh, staying the obvious, isn't it? But staying up is so important because you get hundred and whatever million pound again and maybe strengthening two positions yeah. next summer and it just keeps well keeps going and keeps going but oh, yeah Villa Villa finishing well clear of relegation and getting to get into another cup final being safe well in advance of the end of the season a boring yeah. end to the season where you're not yeah. having to look over your shoulder that's all I want I suppose it's looking at the cluster of clubs around them really I mean oh. you look at those and I think the ones I've put above Villa, Palace, Newcastle, Sheffield United, Burnley, Southampton. I think you can interchange any of those. Way the wind's blowing, doesn't it? You know, are, are, are Burnley really much better than Aston Villa, or having really a little bit more Premier League names over the last couple of years? I and Burnley eleventh. Is there any reason? Is there anything to stop Villa getting eleventh and Burnley finishing fifteenth? Not really. Stating the obvious again, it's been clinical in both both boxes. Yeah, conceded too many goals and didn't oppose didn't pose much as much of a threat as they should in terms of the strike force. I know Villa, Villa's goal getting wasn't actually that bad compared, you know, I think they the outscored six or seven yeah, teams yeah. Um, last season. Um, but it's, the, it's those fine lines and that's where it, it, it becomes that bit of experience. And Aston Villa, as well as signing quality and adding quality to the ranks this season, need to be a lot more streetwise than, than they were they were last season. Um how many on a heart back but how many leads were squandered how many points points yeah. were thrown away you know if Villa can get themselves in fronting ga- games they've got to find a way to um, you know see the games out really Villa's top goal scorer I would assume we're both going to say Watkins for, for that unless we sign it's interesting with Watkins because obviously everyone's talking about he can play wide he'll only play out wide on the right if we sign another striker for 40 odd million who comes in as the, the number nine Surely Watkins has come in to be the striker, and we're not going to see him out wide because we'll sign a winger instead. It's interesting, isn't it? Because you still want to see if there's a way that Grealish can play as a ten, but I don't know whether there is. I don't know. I don't know whether there is. But you'd have to you'd have to sign two wingers, wouldn't you, for that to happen? One to play on the left and one to play on the right. Because I don't think you want to start El Garza. I don't think, he, I don't think he'd go with a, a four-two-three-one anyway, would he? Or a, or a... well, there's not really much difference between a four-two-three-one and a four-two-three, is there? Really. <laughs> It's just pushing one of the central midfielders further forward. Yeah, leave, leave the tactics to the experts. <laughs> um, what was the question? Ollie Watkins. How many goals? I think he'd be the Villa's top scorer. Let's let's set him a challenge. Let's set him a challenge to score 15 Premier League goals. Yeah, I'd say 15 as well. Um, some colleagues that we work with, notably Wolves and Blues, say 15 is a silly target, but who, who cares what I think? 
Yeah, well, what, what did, I don't know what Jimenez got last year. I know Villa aren't quite a Wolves at the moment, and Oli Watkins is not quite Raul Jimenez, but... <laughs> Jimenez got 17. Yes, I don't think it's... Tony Abraham got 15. Yeah. I mean, but he was playing for Chelsea, although he's in and out a bit. Um, Chris Wood for Burnley got 14. Harry Kane, you know, if Gareth Bale's flying down the flank, it might be... Yeah. Uh, yeah. Harry Kane gets back to the top of the scoring charts, but uh, yeah, 15. Yeah, yeah, 15, I'll take that. Um, oh yeah, I'll definitely take it. Let's talk about our best Aston Villa 11 then. Uh, yeah. Our strongest lineup. I yeah. said earlier during the episode, Emmy Martinez yeah. hasn't signed in the so little. So it's going to be, it'd probably be spinking goal, wouldn't it? <laughs> Before my time. Um, in the little break that we had to change the cameras, I checked my phone and Emmy Martinez has now signed for Villa, holding the shirt. Do you want to check again? The might have been the floor of another five signs. <laughs> well, you joke, but it is a genuine possibility that we've made more announcements. Um, we haven't. Still only Martinez. Um, oh, I look forward, well, I'm, I'm there look forward to seeing that, that picture of him, of him holding his shirt. There he is, yeah. Villa say in their statement, Aston Villa is deli- delighted to announce the signing of Emiliano Martinez from oh, Arsenal. See, I, do. I don't like the singular. Well, Aston Villa is in that. Yeah, I know it's a company. I always wonder, I always think it should be Aston Villa are delighted. Strictly, strictly it's actually correct, strictly. Oh, is it? Grammatically, okay. because it's a... It's, it's, it's a single entity, isn't it? It's a company, it's a business, yeah. it's a football club. But it's a, collect- it's a community, it's, just, it's yeah. a collective. We are so, delighted. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> Dean Smith says, we are really pleased with the signing of our new goalkeeper. We know how highly Arsenal rated him and we watched his outstanding performances last season in, in a trophy winning side. We moved for Emmy when we saw the opportunity as it is rare to be able to buy a top-class goalkeeper who hasn't yet reached their peak age and who can therefore be a key player for our club for the long term. Yeah, don't like the fact that clubs cap- capped up with, Why? The, with a capital C. Why? It's just... Uh, Club, it's a thing. Yeah, but it's like it's a noun. Oh, you're boring, mate. <laughs> Sorry, what so, are we talking so, about? So, so, so let me get this straight. On a football podcast, you don't want to talk about predictions and tactics and, and signings. Yeah, I don't know anything about football. You want football. to talk about grammar and punctuation? I don't know anything about grammar and punctuation either. <laughs> right, he signed. It's a done deal. Yes, um, he's 28. I thought he was older than that. Checks book of cliches. Good age for a goalkeeper. <laughs> yeah, he is, he is a good age for a goalkeeper. Um, it's a great age for a goalkeeper. It's weird because everyone's raving about him. Arsenal are gutted to have lost him. He's only played like, I don't, I don't know the it's, numbers, but he's only played like 20 games last year and he was good and he's a good player and I'm, I'm delighted that we've got yeah. him. He's, I think he's a, a step up on um, Tom Heaton, already yeah. forgotten his name. <laughs> Tom yeah. Heaton, boring, forget about him. He comes in as number one straight away, like I said, he's, he's, like Dean Smith says, he's a top class player. But they're talking about him as if he's been there, I know he's been yeah, there a long time, but he's barely played for It's him. kind of what, 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 I, what I term as a, as a Richard Wright or as a Stuart Taylor, you know, oh, the okay, goalkeeper's yeah, yeah. kind of always the bridesmaid, yeah, yeah. never the bride kind of thing. Um, good on him, because he could have stayed at Arsenal yeah, and yeah. picked up a trophy here and there and stuff like that, but he, he wanted to come and, and be the number one. And he's not, listen, obviously he will be a shoo-in from day one because Tom Heaton's not, not ready yet, but that's quite a battle for goalkeepers because yeah. when Tom Heaton is fit, if this bloke kind of fumbles across, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Or yeah. does a Pepe Reina down the down the, the right touchline or whatever whatever it is, this real competition breathing down his neck. And yeah. I kind of feel a little bit for Tom Heaton. This shows that Villa aren't messing about. Yeah, because they probably a... could have bought somebody in on loan or they could have thought, okay, we'll go with Neuland or we'll, we'll go with Jed Steer. But they haven't. They've thought no. That's what we said, didn't we? When we were like linked with the goalkeepers, like, oh, do we need one? Yeah. Oh, we'll be and fine. That's that sentiment for, for, for Tom yeah. Heaton, though, wasn't it? Really, we'll, we'll be fine for Villa six think, weeks. Well, Villa, you know, Villa would know better than us the exact kind of return yeah. time for Tom Heaton. And 
you know, think, well, that could be two months into the season. Yeah. Faffing if, around with Jed Steer could have yeah, cost us a season by say, that point. Like, if, if Norland's done a, a Sheffield United, uh, <laughs> or he's done, who was the one against Wolves when he bowled yeah. it out to, to uh, whoever it was. Um, yeah, so it, I, think it's a, I think it's a shrewd move. Uh, yeah. And I think it, it, it works well for both, both parties because it shows that Villa, like I said, mean business and are not taking any chances. And it shows that this guy is, is super ambitious and he wants to he wants to, to be involved every week. And just looking at him in his new kazoo. I feel top. like I know what you're going to say here, but go on. Go on, what? The AF kazoo. It blows my mind every time uh, I see it. It looks like a car. It's a car, yeah. It's brilliant. You didn't say what I thought you were going to say. I thought you were going to say the silly thing that you said about Tom Heaton ages ago about him being a manly man goalkeeper. Because looking at this specific picture, he's got his arms folded, big muscles out. Like a kind of bouncer. Yeah. You like know, if it... your name's not down football, you're not coming into my goal. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, I don't know what, uh, what his height is, but he looks that big presence, yeah. commanding goalkeeper that, that again, yeah. cliche book, ticks a lot of boxes that that's what you yeah, want for I mean, a goalkeeper. I'm not daunted by big goalkeepers like that because I'm still, if I'm on a taking a penalty, I still <laughs> glance bottom right and then just side foot <laughs> bottom left. Damn, I've given the game away now. Um, but yeah, he, he looks like a beast of a man. Uh, and he comes with a nice comes, manly man. I think he's called uh, Je- uh, Jed Steer. Uh, what's Tom his name? Heaton. Tom Heaton. I've totally, Tom Heaton's got oh, injured. I forgot all about man. him. A proper manly Ooh, man. He's a real manly man. <laughs> <laughs> he's six foot five, according to Wikipedia. Blimey. Um Looking at his uh, his senior career, fifteen appearances for Arsenal. Yeah, um, yeah. I could have done with him today because I'm trying to change one of them strobe lightings, <laughs> them strobe lights yeah. in my bathroom. Yeah, um, couldn't reach. Well, I could reach because I got on a ladder, but it's just not working. I bought a new starter motor and I bought the new strobe, whatever tube, and it ain't working. God, so, I'm having to do my hair in the dark at the moment. <laughs> Back to football. Lots of low moves for him. Oxford United, Sheffield Wednesday, Rotherham, Wolverhampton Wanderers, Getafe, and then Reading. So Villa, the biggest second, yeah. well, the biggest club on his. Sounds like a sleeper. broken sat nav, doesn't it? Though? Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> some strange moves. Uh, but yeah, just Arsenal fans love him, though, don't they? Yeah, they love him. He, he, uh, Leno got injured, and then he came in, performed very well, won the FA Cup, and then they're going. You know what? This guy could probably be our number one next season. Yeah. Leno's got to come back in and fight for his place, and then. To be fair, twenty million for a player that's played half a good season for you is a is a good deal for Arsenal. But yeah. for Villa, he comes in and becomes our number one, fights for his place, you know, improves our squad in terms of fighting for a place for goalkeeper. You've got two good goalkeepers going for it. And Tom Heaton goes and warms the bench at home. <laughs> yeah. I saw somewhere about his wages being like Arsenal had offered him like thirty thousand or something. So even if Villa say he's double your money, sixty yeah. grand is cheap, isn't it, really now? How's so, he gonna live on that though? <laughs> Poor Emmy Martinez. Aston Villa best eleven. Now we've got a couple of more signings to make. Um, where's my document? Um, before the end of the transfer window, so and I would imagine those will come in and play in the first team. Um, let's talk of Traore. He was at Chelsea. I totally forgot he was at Chelsea. Yeah. He got shipped out in their loan army to Vitesse. Yeah. Um, he's at Leon now. I think he went to Ajax as well, and then looks like he's coming to Villa. I think he's a right winger. Like I said, he looks like he's got a decent CV. Um, <laughs> how, much, how much have you watched him? <laughs> well, like I said, my, my, my knowledge of Burkino Faso International is, uh, is second to none, really. Um, not a great deal, yeah. I must admit. That's fine. Um, you know, he kind of, like you said, he was had a very brief spell at Chelsea, but kind of was, was a, a fringe player, yeah. and barely involved, and then got sent out on loan. This sounds really, really harsh on El Ghazi and Trezeguet, but I think... I think he's got to be an upgrade oh, yeah. on those guys because I think they kind of flitted in and out. I, mean, I don't. El Ghazi wasn't brilliant against 
League One Burton Albion last night. So no, um, but this is what we wanted to do, didn't we? We would get a foothold in the Premier League and then kind of make several of the starters who work weren't quite up to it the backup players, yeah, um, and get them breeding down the necks of the, of the new starters. And Villa need to be better. Need to be be better in those areas because we've got Ollie Watkins now who can can carry that threat you know as the as a as a proper centre forward if he's chosen to play that way but Jack Grealish is a gifted enough, gifted enough player that even if even now that all the Premier League has wised up to him and will double up on him he will still find a way yeah but there can't be the same onus on Jack Grealish to lead that team I don't think there will be because I think we'll be a better team overall yeah. this year so I think I think it, it's important that, that Villa do do pack a punch down down the flanks and we'll see you know, I remember the, the last time we signed a, a promising winger called Traore. Um, you know, what became of him? He didn't go on to do anything, <laughs> did he, really? Um, so, yeah. We'll go through this 11 then, because I'm wary of, uh, of getting wrapped up, because we've got a lot of Twitter questions, and I do want to get to those as well. So, best 11, goalkeeper, Martinez comes in as number one. Yes. When Tom Heaton comes back, we'll have to wait and see, but I would imagine Martinez will, yeah. will keep his shirt. Matty Cash, right back. Yep. Um, centre halves, there's only two, isn't there? Mings, Conza. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't write off Engels. Oh, Engels is a weird one. Forevermore. To me. But. Because I, I remember the, the Mingles partnership and think, oh, yeah, there's a decent player in there. Yeah. And then other times I think, oh, he's a bit of a disaster, Engels. But again, it's it's having that competition, isn't it? Yeah, so, I'm not saying to get rid of them because you, you've, got, you've got four centre backs at the yeah. club and, and that's what you need. And Those if, would be a starting two. But yeah, they start. You've got Matt Target. As left back, yeah, that back five picks itself, doesn't it? Midfield, we're saying a four-three-three. If we're going four-three-three. Then two, two go straight in there as Douglas Louise and John McGinn. The third choice is either whether you bring Jack Grealish back centrally, or you stick him out wide. And if you stick him out wide, who plays midfield? Is it is it a new man? The third choice for me is new new midfielder. New midfielder man. Yeah, I don't know who it is, but I do think that's an area where. If, room to strengthen. If we didn't sign a new midfielder and Jack Grealish plays on the left, would you be happy with Conor Harahan starting Premier League I think League he's games? the one who gets the who has the edge because I think he's just justified it. He's just like, um, do you remember those kind of? I think they're called wee balls. They're like little egg, they're like egg shaped toys, plastic toys, like with faces on them, and you push them over I'm and they keep it. coming back up again. I've never seen one of those in my so life. It's like that. Conor Harahan's like that. Whenever you write him off and push him down. Comes back up again. Okay, yeah. And I think he's he's kind of like I say I've been a harsh critic of him in the past of him not being quite as consistent, but he played such an important part. You know, I think he got most of the assists in the, in the yeah. back end of the season during the revival. So I think he he gets the edge over. I mean, who else is in there? Lansbury, Camber. Yeah, it won't be either of those. Um, so he he gets the edge over those um, because. You've got Louise who can be your protection blanket. You've got McGinn who can be your legs. Conor Huran has to be your kind of, I don't know, your creative influence from the centre of the park then. See, I'm thinking that that should be Jack Grealish though, as pushed further forward out of those three. Because we've not been linked to many midfielders. Now I'm thinking about it. We've been linked to a few wingers, which would suggest that if we sign what, more So you than play winger, McGinn and Louise... As a, as a two kind, kind of. of thing and Jack has a bit more freedom of the so two. you do go for a 4-2-3-1 in effect pretty much then you sign two new wingers yeah which one will be Traore as a right winger I think you've got Watkins number nine and then you've got a new left winger which yeah. Rashid so you the one say the recruitment is a new winger rather than 
I think so. Two yeah. new wingers yeah. rather than one new winger and a, and a new centre mid. I don't, I don't know who that centre mid is. Yeah. I think if you're adding quality to this to this side, you just want Ben Rama, don't you? That's what you. That's what you're. That's well, what you're angling for. I, don't, I would love it, but I don't think it'll happen. But I think it's easier. Well, if they've got 33 million for Watkins, they're oh, yeah, probably no. 55 for Ben Rama. I think. Uh, I, I think it's probably easier, and this is probably a lazy analysis to find a winger for 20 million that is better than what we've got than it is to find a midfielder for 20 million that's better than what we've got. We've not heard many midfield names is the only thing that's throwing me there. Yeah, but, but Dean Smith said in his interview last night, you know, this transfer business is happening, but only people within the club oh, yeah. really know what's happening. As it should be. Yeah. So in your best 11 then, you've got Grealish playing left wing. As it, as it stands as at the moment, without, without new recruitment. So without... Anybody signing in the next five minutes during the recording of the podcast? <laughs> you've got Hurahan as your third yeah. midfielder, uh, and you've got Grealish on the left, yeah, um, Bertrand on the right, and, and Watkins, down, Watkins, Watkins down the middle. Bertrand, try right there, just not, yeah, to not Ryan Bertrand. Ryan Bertrand. Um, yeah, I don't know. I I just I'd rather see Grealish back in in the centre. There's nothing wrong with him out, out yeah. wide, obviously, but I think like I say. If you sign Troy or Ryan Rashidster, they play as that's a whole new front three yeah. then, which is what we're after. And yeah. Grealish can go back central, yeah. which would be lovely. That'd be a massive improvement over Trezeguet, Wesley, El Garza. Yeah. Talking of transfers, obviously Martinez is done now. Troy Ray has had his medical apparently, and I'd assume he's the next one through the door. When you look at that side, what what's next? That midfielder. Do I we, think do we so. need a midfielder even regardless of Jack is the one that plays centrally as a backup? Because if you're looking at Horahan, Harahan. And the comeback. Do we need a third one anyway? They'd try and get Lansbury out the door, wouldn't you? I know it's easier said than done, but he's not really going to. I know he played, started last night. You know, he's, he's not going to disrupt to the midfield to get get a look in. And, no. You know, you want even players on the bench. You want them to prove that they're good enough to start games. Yeah, um, we, were, we were so, linked with McCarthy, weren't we, from Palace right at the start of the window? And we thought, oh, that's a decent squad yeah. signing. I think there's space for for another midfielder, regardless. Um, I'm still, if I'm being really, really hypercritical, I'd still like some more cover at left back. Now, yeah. you could say that this, this Courtney Hawes, who could could fill in there, I don't think Dean Smith particularly wants him to fill in there. Um, so, yeah, you, you're probably talking about a midfield and perhaps more cover, left left defence. So, ask the questions this morning, and we're going to rattle through as many as we can. If we've covered them already, we'll just gloss over them. Dom Phillips says, is there space for Anwar Elgazi next season with Traore and Rashid to coming in, potentially? You'd think two wingers would leave as well. Also got Yotta in there and Trezeguet. Does one of those have to leave if we sign two? Potentially, but you'd think that Yotta would... Is it Yotta or Hotta? It's been, it's been a while since I've said it. I say Yotta. It's not, it's not Jotta. What was the other option? Yotta or Hotta? Yotta, Hotta, Jotta. I think it's Hotta, but I would say Yotta. Doesn't sound like a name now we've said it so much. The little Spanish fella who used to play for Brentford and Blues. Uh, I think would he not be the one what that is, would make way? Yeah, rather yeah, than El Ghazi so. or, or Trezeguet? Unless you get one of those wild card transfers come in that Trezeguet goes to Turkey or whatever those classic yeah. transfers that you said. You know, I wouldn't want to write I wouldn't want to write any of them off forevermore, but like, so how many of them can you carry? If you sign two wingers and Jack can play wide as well, you don't need six potential wide options. No. So one of them ideally would go, and I think that would be Otter, if you can get rid of him. Yeah. He's I probably agree. on the lowest wage as well, I would assume. Jacob says, do we really need Emmy Martinez? Well, we've got him now, so deal with it. When we have Heaton. <laughs> oh, <it's> so <laughs> Sorry aggressive. about that, Jacob. That's terribly rude of him. Yeah, I think he's only a kid as well. Sorry, Jacob. Um, <laughs> when, we ha- when we have Heaton on the way back and Jed Steer playing well, 
Yes. At first, I, I thought, no, we don't need a goalkeeper, but I've changed my mind. Villa need to be ruthless. Yeah, I think I think they can't afford, you know, if there are points up for grabs before Tom Heaton is available, Villa yeah. need to make sure that they're doing the absolute damage to get them. And I also had an Arsenal fan tweet me saying that, um, this was when it was before it was announced, saying that you've just bought yourself seven to nine extra points with Martinez. All right. So, I didn't know that was part of the deal. But that's- <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine it like that? Yeah, he's a guaranteed ten points. There you go. That'd be nice. Yeah, like I said, I, I've got a lot of. I've got a soft spot for for Tom Heaton. But to be fair, an- all the goalkeepers. I feel sorry for Jed Steer and all this that he's a good yeah. keeper but never really gets his chance. But that's just football. Nice isn't problems it? to have, aren't they? Yeah. Tom Banner says, "How are you both?" Or are you both looking for questions about football? Um, Don't care. What I'm all right. I'm a bit really. hungry. A bit hungry. I want me, me carrot cake bar. But yeah, I'm all right. I'm all yeah. right. Sun's shining. You know, it, it's unseasonal, unseasonally warm at the moment, isn't it? It's unseasonally warm for um, a training jumper as well. Yeah, that I've committed so, to now, but quite warm. No, we're good. Thanks. Thanks for asking, Tom. How, how's you and the family? All, all good? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see if he replies. Um, Tom Hanks Pants has asked, have we got collective amnesia about our defence pre-lockdown? Just got bogged down by his, his, his Twitter handle there. Um, I have actually got I've got amnesia about it. What, what about how it was in, how it how it was bad? I guess and that we still got the same pretty much the same defence. Oh, pre lockdown. Will it yeah. be bad again? Um, but then it's almost like why focus on pre lockdown as being bad and not focus on post lockdown that's more recent when we were better. Yeah, it's like analogy time. It's like <laughs> ding ding. Kind of why would I worry about how ugly my face looked before I had plastic surgery? <laughs> Because since yeah. I've had, I haven't genuinely. But I know you're thinking, <laughs> Matt, you look stunning. But you don't you don't worry about the yeah, problem exactly. that was if there's been efforts to fix the problem. Yeah. And post lockdown showed that there was efforts to fix the problem. You, you would imagine will be more like post lockdown yeah. Villa than pre lockdown Villa. Yeah, you would hope. And we've got a new right back and a new goalkeeper, so yeah. in theory, should be better again. JD says we had one of the worst defensive records in the Premier League last season. Are you concerned that we are not linked with any new centre backs? Again, is it a priority? I think if you sign a centre back, they have to come in as a starter. There's no point improving angles and hauls. It's I don't hard, think. isn't it? Because you want to improve, but can you write off every single player after a year? Yeah, I think Concer and Mings is a good enough championship, yeah. uh, championship, <laughs> a good enough Premier League <laughs> centre back pairing. To be in that bottom yeah. 12. And then oh, if, you, if so. you sign a new centre-back, it's going to come in and start again. What are you looking at? 20, 25 million yeah. for a centre-back? Yeah. Is that a priority this window? And you've got two or three centre-halves then who are on, you know, not probably not on massive contracts, but who are contracted for the next two or three years. Yeah. I think if you were going to spend 20-odd million on a new, a new defender, it'd be a left-back. I think it's, you know, we've spoken when, when Craig Shakespeare got the got the gig. It's it's coaching coaching what you've got to yeah. a degree yeah, as true. well. You know, you can't be checkbook solutions to everything. Yeah. Um, you know, otherwise you're signing 11 players every summer yeah. again. Um, Flip Flop, great name, <laughs> says, who's got better hair? Jack Grealish, Matty Cash or Henry Lansbury? Oh, I'm, I'm, not really quite, I'm not qualified to talk about this, am I? <laughs> I, I think Grealish. Oh, is. I don't rate Lansbury's now with the, like, the high ponytail, long... Not a fan of that. I mean, you've, you've, I, mean I reckon you, your hairline is is creeping. <laughs> but if you were to go to um, definitely is. to Neil's, my barber in Blackheath, yeah. who, by the way, those visors that they wear, I feel like there's a kind of world full of, of security men. There's a woman. I was, I was walking down Blackheath High Street the other day, and this woman come past me on a scooter, like it, a mobility scooter. She got this kind of visor on. I thought, Jesus, if she's coming to collect the takings from bloody Barclays Bank or whatever. <laughs> You need to sort out your security. Um, where I, wonder, were we? I wonder how many other Villa podcasts get a reference to Blackheath High Street in there. I'm telling you, you're keeping it real. 
if you were going to whichever barbers that you go to, who would you be more inclined to say, give me a Grealish, give me a Matty Cash, so give I, me a... I can pull off the, the slick back because of uh, the size of the forehead, so I wouldn't be going for any of those. None of them. Next okay, question. next question. Um, this is one for you. I don't know why this has been asked. This is a, a strange one. This guy asked a couple of questions. I think he was just kind of milking it. Yeah. He says, which Mark Bosnich penalty save was the best? I can't separate his one at Deportivo or his one at Highbury versus Ian Rowe. Before my time, this oh, I can't even remember either. Remember <laughs> the Bosnich penalty saves for me are the ones Excellent. in the, um, the semi final against Tranmere. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, I do. I, I don't to, remember those, but I know of them. I forgot to run the pitch, did you? Um, yeah. Oh, naughty. I'm going to sort of put a little bit of knock on my door, but... <laughs> um, James Slattery asks, would you say Grealish signing his five-year contract will help persuade or convince players of the likes of Rashica to sign for us? I think it will help. I mean, one of the things that this has prompted me to say is I don't buy into all this stuff, oh, Dean Smith can't attract players because he's not, he's not a big enough name manager. And I'll, I don't think... What does that even mean? Well, exactly. <laughs> you know, do people get starstruck thinking, you know... I want to work with I don't know Marcelo Bielsa is the one at the moment yeah I just think the, Le- the Leeds I'm not him. sure that's people's first consideration it's no. probably how much dosh are you going to give me what's the area like where I live am I going to play every you week know, yeah do I get to play football yeah um, and you know am I likely to stay in the Premier League next year to pick yeah. up my Premier League money am I likely to get a Champions League bonus am I going to get a trophy but I don't think you know well, yeah, because Emiliano Martez, let's just call him Emmy, it's much easier. Emmy Martinez has just left Mikel Arteta, FA Cup winners, Arsenal, to yeah. come to play for 17th place, Aston Villa. Yeah. It doesn't matter what the manager is, does it really? So, but in terms of your answer to the question, um, <clears throat> I think it's a statement from Villa that they can keep one of the... I'm going to if I say that Jack Grealish is one of the best 15 players in the Premier League. Oh, that's a good question. What, overall? Yeah. Oh, oh, that is a good question. I'd be interested to see what people think of that. Best well, people, people, people could, could probably name me 15 at the drop of the hat because yeah. we're talking about positions all across the team. And yeah. So they'll probably pick me top I mean, five goalkeepers and top five left backs. And, and when we but, looked at the Premier League top goal scorers, there's probably 10 or 12 right there. That are but it's only, okay, in his position. In he clearly in is. In his position. He is. Is so if Villa, yeah. it's a statement that Villa can keep him. Yeah. Villa, a team who finished 17th. Uh, and you know, I know Dean Smith said there's no bids made and we don't know what level of interest there was but I think that is a statement that if people are thinking shall I join Villa they think well it's good enough for Jack Grealish yeah. I'm glad that Jack Grealish got an emotional ties with the club anyway um, but I think yeah I think I, think, listen, I don't think it would be people's casting votes but I think it would make them think yeah this, is a, this, this is a team that, 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 that wants to do things they don't just want to yeah. survive year on year so I think it could have a slight edge well, yeah because as much as this transfer window is exciting I don't know what, what the total is now, 60-odd million, is it? Yeah. Martinez, Cash and, and Watkins. There's going to be at least one winger come in, maybe a midfielder, maybe a defender. You're looking at close to, if not 100 million spent. Yeah. That transfer window would be tainted if Jack Grealish had left as well. Yeah. The fact that he stays as well is the biggest sign of them all. Yeah. Well, of course, you should have a big Jack Grealish-shaped hole. Yeah. Um, not just in and the team, but in the football club. Another question from the, from the same guy. Uh, he says, on a scale of 1 to 10, how pretty is Jack Grealish? Would you agree prettier than most women? But he's pretty pretty. <laughs> he's a good-looking chap, though. Oh, I don't judge people like that. I don't judge people oh, on pieces of meat. That's not... That's not... <laughs> What's his personality like out of 10? 
I think he's, he's an eight or nine. I think he'd be a charming fella. You know, <laughs> if our female audience would probably he's, listen, he's 1%. the kind of bloke that you, you'd be you'd be proud to bring home to your mom. I mean, my mom probably especially with one hundred and forty grand a week. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, if I did, my mom would probably think it a bit strange, and my wife and my kids would. But no. What's the next question? Oh, I love stupid things like this. Villain's opinion says your feelings on the number eight shirt being wasted on Lansbury again. Do you care about squad numbers? And I'll assume if Lansbury leaves, someone else will take that shirt. I quite like the number eight shirt. It is good, isn't it? Um, it's one of my favourites. And you know, I think there was... I was getting in... Well, I was, I was spying on a Twitter conversation with some Villa fans of similar vintage to me, saying, you know, we're all kind of... I say young dads. We've all got young young kids. Yeah. And, like they're saying, oh, when did it become kind of CDM? Someone's asked that. Yeah, and some, CDM and yeah. CAM and all that kind of stuff. When to us it was you were you were a number six or you were a number eight, and it's yeah. like number ten seems to have stayed, yeah, uh, and almost been kind that's of reinvented. That's an attractive position. That's um, as a traditionalist, one to eleven should be your so you, best. So you're a big fan of Mings and Engels changing the numbers. Players. Yeah, uh, Mings and Conter from yeah. fifteen and forty. I think to if they are starting eleven. And we know they're not going to be starting 11 throughout the season because there's going to be form and fitness and suspensions and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But I agree that your, your first-choice players should have, should have those, those jerseys. So Crombie asks, this is kind of a follow-up, said, what's this newfound obsession the football have with referring to positions as numbers? So not, not a newfound one, you're saying it's a traditional one. Villa are now looking for a number eight. What is a number eight? Is that a new Gary Shaw or a new Henry Lansbury? It's not a new Henry Lansbury, is it? And it's not a new Gary Shaw. It's probably... If such a thing exists, an eight's a box to box midfield. I think isn't it? it's a David Platt. Um, I know Draper used to wear it. Um, I, put, I can't even remember if Platt did wear it. I, should, I think he did. It's that. It's that energetic midfielder. Yeah. You know, Ian Taylor should have worn eight. Yeah. Really. John McGinn's um, an eight, isn't he? Yeah. He is. Yeah. Even though he's a number seven. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Confused, I prefer referring to people by numbers than, than I yeah. do to like, like FIFA abbreviations. Yeah, can uh, CDM. Because I'm an old man. Yeah. You are an old man. I am an old man. Um, a few people have asked about Jack Central or out wide, but obviously we've talked about it. Um, another question says, uh, this is from the same guy, his, his Twitter ask is Grin, Grindgrod. He says, would it be weird to get a JG and a heart tattooed on my bum cheek? Bearing in mind, it's also my initials. It would be weird, I think. I don't think it's... It, a bum cheek's a bum cheek, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? It's, yeah. it, it's discreet. It's only going to be the, the tattooist and your loved ones who see that, unless you're a kind of perennial mooner. Or a streaker. Go, goes around showing your ass <laughs> to the world. I'd do it. If that's what you want, do it. Okay. Could you, you have know? a JG tattoo on your bum? I wouldn't have a tattoo. I've got my nipple pierced. Did you know that? Have you? Yeah. Why? <laughs> I did done when I was a kid. <laughs> You not, have you not heard that revelation before? No. Let's see. It's, I've got a bar through it here. No, you have. I'll show up, mate. I have. I ain't showing you because I've got I've got boobs like icing bags. <laughs> I'm trying to get done for. Uh... But yeah, I've got my nipple pierced, but I'll never have it. I'd never have a tattoo. Have you actually? I've got my nipple pierced. Yeah, I'll show you off camera in a minute. Oh, I don't want to see that. That was not something <laughs> so I was expecting to get. So at least we've got at least we've got a title well. for this podcast. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the preseason transfer. <laughs> you can't say that. I did. This is the last question now, so we're getting silly, which it always happens. Well, I we... didn't think. I mean, it shows your great interviewing that you've actually been able to get that revelation out. And that's a good point. The last question from Carl Palmer, and this requires a little bit of thinking. Okay, for the last one. Go on. He says you can send three players from the squad out on loan to any team. Yeah. Who do you send, and where are you sending them? Do you know? What? I thought this was going to be then. I think we might have referenced this before. You know, when you've got to get the chicken, the grain, and the fox. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was going to be that. You know, can you? <laughs> 
<laughs> can you get rid of Yotta, but you've also That's got it, to bring yeah. back yeah. Ingles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so what was the question? So you can loan out three players. Yeah. And you can send them wherever you want. Where are you sending them? Are you going to take this down the jokey route and send someone you don't like somewhere you don't like? Or are you going to have a serious answer? I'd, I'd loan out Jack Grealish to Man United, but have a recall clause <laughs> that you bring him back. Straight away. You know, before he's even kind of been able to trade the, the scarf or whatever or whatever. So I'd do that just for just for mischief value. Yeah. Um, what else? What else? I'm trying to think of serious answers here. <sighs> I can think of one straight away. Scott Hogan. Send yeah. him out on loan. I don't think you're going to get rid of yeah. him for a fee I think he's going to have to run down his contract so send him anywhere he wants to go I'd send I'd send Henry Lansbury to Halzow in town yeah. which is our local club yeah, just so we could actually go down and watch him if they, are they letting Arthur yeah, yeah. back in I think it's like 300 we could go down and watch him yeah. and we could actually see the Henry Lansbury that we thought we'd see oh he'd be good at that level wouldn't he <laughs> Str- listen I'm not in any way suggesting Henry Lansbury <laughs> is at that level Henry Lansbury I think is a, is a top end championship player given not a step eight not the no uh, so I'd send him there uh, for selfish reasons I don't know about the third one I'd probably loan out like Tyrone Mings to the Clown Blue podcast or something <laughs> because I think he'd be great value he would be, be great value do you know what I mean he? I know he's a mate of yours well um, I'll drop him a text and he digs me out on Twitter um, yeah I think I'd, I'd maybe you'll have to buy a Tyrone Mings 40 shirt on purpose and say oh Tyrone please change it but you've got to come around and do a podcast to do it <laughs> yeah but what would you have to do just change it to 42 for my age <laughs> yeah. right we've got a bit of admin to wrap up the, the episode everyone loves a bit of admin first of all Fantasy Premier League has started up are you a Fantasy Premier League player? no can't be asked with it it's no. like a chore yeah agreed I always <laughs> you know, start it with high hopes then after about week three I've given up yeah can't be bothered I've named my team name gone by October because I expect yeah. I'll be out of it by then um, I've got 63 points this week which I thought was decent and then I realised in our league the Carlton Blue League which is full of people by the way there's a lot of people in there yeah. I'm 44th which is alright because there's a few hundred in there but yeah. the, the guy that, who's top got 95 I can't be bothered with it I think I've, I've never really been I know it's not a gambling thing anyway but I've never really been into you know some people do it so it gives boring games yeah that's what, edge, that's what I like don't they? whereas for me I'd rather be bored during the game and not have to, another chore to do yeah. it's like I've got to do the rotor I've got to do this I've got to do a plan <laughs> Do I want to do that? Oh, I've got to do my fantasy Premier League. And, and also... The deadlines and stuff And also, as well. I yeah. don't like... People are saying, why are you doing this job? I don't like to enter myself into public ridicule <laughs> things I don't know much about and I'm not very good at. But you and predicted fantasy, West Ham to finish 12th. And a fantasy league table puts it yeah. in, in real... See, I always just have the excuse of, well, after game week three, I'll stop playing, so that's yeah. why I'm so far down. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of people in there. If you want to join the... Uh, <laughs> after we've sold it so well, <laughs> if you, if you <laughs> want to join the Fantasy Premier League, uh, the code is E-B-R-X-Z-N. Um, I'll put that on screen as well for people who are watching. There's but equally, t- if you can't be asked, don't, don't, don't worry about then it. Then don't, yeah. Also, you've missed the first week, so you're already behind, yeah. so at this point, who cares? But there will be a, pr- a prize, which is why I'm playing Oh, it. now you're you talking. What's the prize? I don't know what the prize is, because oh, I've right. not sorted it. Yeah, but it'll be the end of the season. Months away, isn't it? Okay. I'll, I'll think about that. Come May, I think. To be fair, I think James is quite high up in the league. But oh, he, right. he's a nerd. Isn't he? Well, we still owe him the bag of crunches, don't we? For when he yeah, won the quiz. Good so. point. That's a niche reference, isn't yeah. it? Um, second, do you want to hold that up so I don't have to get my arms in the way? Should I drop it? So this, yeah, this uh, is our competition prize. It's a design from HR Designs. Yeah. Now, he sent me this one. I'm going to get it. I've got it framed. And I'm going to put it up on the wall behind my uh, podcast space upstairs. Um, 
podcast space. Bedroom. <laughs> just trying to make hey, it sound. you want to come and check out my podcast space? <laughs> make, it, make it sound my studio. Make it sound better than it is. I've also got one from Art of Football of uh, Jack Grealish and Dean Smith holding up the playoff oh, Have nice. you seen that? That's, seen that's that. very I've nice picture, as well. I've not seen your version of it. Yeah, I'll get it for after. Um, There's but, your prize for fantasy football. Thanks for that. No, no, I'll keep keeping that. It's very nice. Um, this design is one that you can buy. The one that we're giving away as a competition, you can pick the shirts that you want on there. I don't know whether it's just from this selection or whether any shirt, but he's picked the nine most iconic home and away shirts for designs. But for our competition, you can pick the three shirts, so it'll be a bespoke design just for you. So it's a one of a kind prize that we're giving away, which is nice. That's good, that is. What's the fella's name? Do we know his name? He's just called HR Design. Just HR Design, Mr. HR Design. Thank you, Mr. HR Design. So all you need to do to win is go over to our Twitter page, which is at Claret Blue Pod, and retweet our pinned tweet. That's all you need to do. It's you, easy, isn't it? You'll be entered in. It's easier than committing to a season full of fantasy football, isn't it? <laughs> That's a good book, but the prize isn't as good, because that'll be like a shirt or something, it'll be the prize for Pat Funny Pro. Basically, go to Twitter, find our pin tweet, retweet it, and yeah. you'll be entered. That's and it. if you've won, you'll either get a knock on the door from the man <laughs> if it's framed, yeah. or it might just slot through your letterbox if it's not. So it's that little bit of intrigue, isn't it? Yeah. Should we call it a day? I think so, yeah. I it's been a good so. one. That's our big season preview episode slash what is Villa's best 11 slash Premier League predictions yeah. slash, slash I've Burton got my <laughs> slash. Um, I can't believe that, that revelation. I still don't believe you. You know, when you, like, you see a car accident and you, you don't want to look, but you yeah. kind of do want to look. Can you not well. see through my shirt, the bar through it? No. It's short. No. Oh, ooh. Yeah. Oh God, let's get out of here. Um, yes, thanks everyone for for tuning in on uh, iTunes, Spotify, whatever else, or on YouTube. Um, we'll be back next week to talk about. <laughs> Your dad God. just put the worst time to go. <laughs> 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 yeah. Thanks for um, thanks for um, listening and watching. And yeah, we'll be back soon enough, won't we? We'll be talking about Sheffield United next yeah. week, next uh, Tuesday morning. So yeah, and any transfer things that happen before that. And I am going to try and nag you to get hold of the Arsenal guy. Still. Okay. Okay. Peace. All right. So, all right. Yeah. All right. <laughs> uh, thanks everyone for tuning in, and we'll be back next week. Thank you for listening to Claret and Blue, an Aston Villa podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, then please let us know. We love hearing your feedback. We'll be back soon with another episode. Until then, up the villa. Yeah.